Seltzer Kings podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. So you're telling me these kitchen appliances that he sold were the equivalent of, say, a, a Morris Marina. Literally no one's going to get that reference, Gavin. Ass. The following podcast contains... You have to use so many cuss words. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you needed a gizmo to scramble your eggs inside the shell, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bloodsell, and this is episode number 325. Operators are standing by Mr. Popeil edition of the show, where we talk about the miracle marketing maven and television icon, Ron Popeil. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by the Junkomatic, the all-in-one device from Dave Co. Industries. What does it do? What doesn't it do? It slices. It dices. It juliennes. We don't even know what juliennes is, but we think the Junkomatic does it. Bad reception on your television? Use a Junkomatic. Your car need a front end alignment? Junkomatic. Kid having trouble with the homework? Junkomatic. Act now, and Dave Co. will include for free, except for additional shipping and handling, the Dave Co. Pocket Pal, a friend to keep in your pocket that does whatever you think that Pocket Pal does. But wait, there's more. With the Junkomatic and the Pocket Pal, Dave Co. will include. Include Dave Coe's Mr. Fission, tabletop nuclear reactor that can power a small city through the miracle of nuclear fission. Just set it and forget it. That's right, free, just with additional shipping and handling. The Dave Coe Junkomatic Pocket Pal and Mr. Fission, all for just three easy payments of $39.95. Call now. Operators are standing by. Witches, warlocks, conjurers, sorcerers, black magicians, white magicians. Are you having trouble mixing your potions in time for the winter solstice? Is your sorcery getting hung up because of the hours you spend mixing and blending your remedies? Then you need Ravko's amazing new witch's aid, the Super Batomatic 77. You never have to use mortar, pestle, or cauldron again. Super Batomatic cuts, chops, slices, dices, mixes, and blends herbs, plants, twigs, sprigs, leaves, branches, claws, teeth, eyes, ears, skin, hair, blood, flies, insects, limbs, and organs of all kinds, toads, lizards, newts, mice, rats and bass faster than you can knife a goat. Take this 11th century remedy from the key of Alcazar. Potion to win love and shrink hives. Feather of a young hawk, belly of a fly, blood, bile of an ox, a lizard's lung. Say sarax, sarax, and your will is done. Seven threads of a hangman's garment, basil, wolfbane, and a shoot of wintermint. To this add the eye of a rat and mix in the body of one whole bat. Yes, mix in the body of one whole bat. Remember what a chore that used to be. Now it's fast and it's easy with Rockwell's Batamat. Here's how it works. Wow, that's great bat and a great potion too. I'm in love and my hives are cured. I remember the first time I saw someone using the Ronco Chopomatic in real life. It was like seeing a fucking movie star in the flesh. Your life is sad. You don't know me. Back in the 70s and 80s, having the Ronco product was a sign of, well, it was a sign someone in your household watched entirely too much television, but it also meant you were on your way to a life of leisure because your vegetable chopping worries were over. 
that even the Dialomatic, the successor of the Chopomatic, paled in comparison to the pure joy one experienced when someone pulled out a Ronco Pocket Fisherman. Expert or amateur will love Fopeel's Pocket Fisherman. It's rod, reel, line, bobber, hook, the whole thing. Yes, it's fishing fun for the whole family and only $19.95. What a gift. Did I have a Ronco Pocket Fisherman? You're damn right I did! Did I have one well into the 90s? You bet your sweet ass, Geraldo. I kept one in my duty gear bag when I was in the military because you never knew when a fishing emergency would strike and you had to be prepared. Or at least that's what I'd tell people who saw it in there. In reality, I frequently spent quiet Sunday mornings along the streams that dotted Beale Air Force Base fishing and fucking off. Oftentimes with my boss, who was so delighted with my little Ronco, he bought one of his own. Thank you for your service. It wouldn't be a great leap of faith to say that Ronco's crap were the greatest junkie inventions of all time because there was nothing they could not do that could not be done better by the tools they were designed to replace. They frequently broke after even the slight issues, but goddamn, they were schlocky fun and everybody loved them. Why? Because their creator and pitchman, who appeared on our television so much he became a national icon. That's why, indeed, considering he was peddling cheap crap that no one actually needed, this man represented the true face of America far better than any oddly dressed Uncle Sam type figure. I speak of none other than the man, the myth, Ron Popeil, who died shortly before this podcast was recorded. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Ronald Martin Popeil was born in New York City in May of 1935 to Samuel and Julia Popeil. Samuel was the inventor of kitchen gadgets, including the grandfather of all Popeil products, the Vegematic. Unfortunately for Ron, his parents divorced when he was three, and he and his older brother spent five years in boarding school. That's an orphanage. Well, yeah. But then he went to live with his parents until he was 13. Then, after that, moved to Chicago to work in his father's kitchen gadget factory. By 16, Ron was selling the gadgets on the street at flea markets, bringing in as much as 500 bucks a day in the 1950s. By 17, Ron had a full-time booth on the flagship Woolworths floor in Chicago, where he worked six days a week, 12 hours a day, moving Vegematics and other Popeil gadgets. The thing about Ron is, it wasn't so much what he was selling, but how he sold it. I can sell a fur coat to an Eskimo. He really could. His performances became attractions. People would come and watch them like they were a musical act or stand-up comedy. Before long, Ron was touring instead of playing theaters, however. He was playing state fairs all the while selling, selling, selling. And he was selling so much that he literally couldn't keep up the pace. And that's when someone came along with the idea that made Ron Popeil a household name. Oh my God, you should be on TV. It was a little less direct than that. I mean, someone recorded him doing a spiel that could be shown at conventions. And when people saw it, they were like, wow. And Ron thought, but wait, there's more money in television. And the infomercial was born. So if you ever wonder where that came from, well, now. And we know exactly who is to blame. From the website FundingUniverse.com, quote, Their long, hard days of live demonstrations came to an end in 1964 when Popeil and Corey launched a joint partnership called Ronco Inc. in Elk Grove, Illinois. Their first product and the demonstrative television commercial that promoted it set the standards for dozens of Ronco offerings that would follow. The Ronco spray gun was manufactured on contract by another company. Ronco acted essentially as a promoter and distributor. The product, a hose nozzle, was a fairly basic, inexpensive household item with a twist. The high-pressure sprayer featured water-soluble tablets of soap, wax, insecticide, or herb 
herbicide. And so the nozzle could be used to wash and wax the car, fertilize the lawn, kill weeds or insects, and wash the windows. The tablets were a key consideration. They would continue to generate high profit margin sales long after the initial purchase of the nozzle. Popeil wrote a script, traveled to a Florida television station to tape the advertisement, and starred in the spot using the motor mouth style that had brought him success on the fair circuit. The production cost a total of $550. Corey spent another $400 to place the ad in cheap late night time slots on television stations in Illinois and Wisconsin. They sold the goods on a guaranteed sale basis through local retailers. Popeil defined guaranteed sale as the direct sale of the product to the retailer with the provision that any unsold merchandise would be repurchased by Ronco. Corey eventually placed the Ronco spray gun in 100 cities. The campaign featured trade support marketing, a mention of the retail outlets that carry the product, a technique pioneered by the Popeil brothers. The spray gun was an undeniable success. Within four years, Ronco had sold almost one million units, unquote. Within a decade, Ron Popeil was everywhere. His commercial dominated daytime and post-primetime television, where the ad rates were lower, along with the inhibitions of the viewers who, through exhaustion, inebriation, or desolation of existence, took one look at whatever plastic whirring thing Ron held in his hand and said to themselves, That is something that I would buy! And buy they did! Those cheap, crappy things sold by Popeil made him extremely rich. Maybe not tech bro rich, but by the standards of the 70s, stupid fucking rich. Again, from Funding Universe, quote, Ronco's sales increased from about $89,000 in 1964 to over $14 million in 1969. Net income multiplied from $4,400 to over $1.25 million during the same period. The company went public as Ronco Teleproducts in 1969, selling $5 million in shares for a 22% stake in the company, unquote. By the mid-1970s, Ronco products were ubiquitous, or at least their advertisements were. The fast-talking style of Popeil became a cultural touchstone to the point that ginger chubby kids would incorporate, but wait, there's more, into their class presentations. Finally, Popeil would achieve what every great marketer desires, whether they admit it or not, a parody on Saturday Night Live. Yes, fish eaters, the days of troublesome scaling, cutting, and gutting are over because Super Bassomatic 76 is the tool that lets you use the whole bass with no fish waste without scaling, cutting, or gutting. Here's how it works. Catch a bass, remove the hook, and drop the bass. That's the whole bass into the Super Bassomatic 76. Now adjust the control dial so that that bass is blended just the way you like it. The company would experience phenomenal sales throughout the 1970s, the halcyon days of Ronco, doubling from $16 million in sales in 1970 to $32 million in sales in 1980. Fortunately, good times were not to last. Again, from Funding Universe, quote, in an effort to raise its profit margins, Ronco Teleproducts introduced its best quality, highest priced product, the Clean Air Machine in the late 1970s. Essentially a larger version of the smokeless ashtray, the Clean Air Machine featured a charcoal filter that could clean a whole room's worth of air. But the Clean Air Machine would also help contribute to Ronco's early 1980s demise. Ronco overbought the device for the 1983 Christmas season and wasn't up to the competition from the likes of Norelco, Remington, and other leading houseware manufacturers who initiated a price war in the category. Ronco also got burned on his guaranteed sales policy. Retailers returned well over two-thirds of the clean air machines that year. The reduced cash flow lowered Ronco's all-important advertising budget at the time when TV advertising costs were rising quickly. 
Without his Hallmark Television ads to keep the products in front of the consumer, revenues dropped by one-third from 1982 to 1983. To make matters worse, Ronco's bank called in the company's $15 million revolving credit line. The company tried to reorganize under Chapter 11 of the Federal Bankruptcy Code, but was soon forced into Chapter 7 and out of the direct sale business, unquote. After this, Ron Popeil faded back for the public eye, though he never quite disappeared. Ronco products were still advertised, and the company entered into partnerships with the Finger Hut catalog. Oh, boy, I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, Finger Hut is almost an episode in and of itself. Suffice to say, there was this catalog filled with junk you didn't need that lived on the back of your toilet for when you forgot to bring a book with you to the shitter. And it was amazing. If I had more time, I'd also tell you about Ronco Records. I don't, so I won't. Then in the mid-1990s, Ron Popeil joined forces with the fledgling QVC network. So please stay tuned. So now it's time for you to see for yourself. Presenting QVC, America's newest cable shopping channel. Your key to quality, value, and convenience. From time to time, Ron would even appear on QVC doing his pitch, like when he introduced the Showtime Rotisserie Cooker, a rotisserie oven for your home. Why would anyone want that? Your guess is as good as mine, but they did. The product shattered QVC records with sales of over one billion dollars. In 2005, Popeil sold Ronco to a holding firm for $55 million. And this was well past the payday of Ronco, but the value was in the name and the brand. Unfortunately for everyone, the holding company blew up the business and the company went bankrupt three years later, leaving their creditors, the largest of whom was Ron Popeil himself, on the hook for like $30 million. Another holding company picked up the Ronco brand for three easy payments of 19.99 in 2011, only to go bankrupt again in 2018. And finally shut down Ronco entirely. And Ron Popeil never let him get it down. Possibly because Ron Popeil was as rich as fucking kings and was doing just fine. He lived a long and happy life with his family until he died at the end of July in 2021 at the age of 86. But I'm not done yet! Oh, we could talk about the people that Ron inspired. There was Billy Mays. Hi, Billy Mays here with Zorbies. Or Vince from ShamWow. Hi, it's Vince with ShamWow. Or Anthony Sullivan from OxyClean. It's OxyClean. It gets the tough, tough stains out. But honestly, that isn't even why I'm here. Because as famous and delightful as Ron was and the pitchmen he inspired are, the products were the stars. Even Ron would tell you that. And I would be letting you down if I didn't spend the remainder of our time here together this week talking about them. But Ponfrids. I want you to know, I am not a critic of Ronco products. I was also a customer. And Ronco products were, well, <laughs> most of them were. What a hunk of junk. So let's talk about these fine Ronco products. We must begin with the granddaddy of them all. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you the greatest kitchen appliance ever made. It's called Shopomatic. The secret of this remarkable machine is every time I tap on the knob, 
The blades rotate automatically. That's what makes Chopomatic so amazing. Full confession, I have a Chopomatic in my kitchen today. I've had it for years. My mom gave me one when I was just started out in the world because food processors are expensive and she thought it was funny. And you know what? My Chopomatic does exactly what it's supposed to do. It slices, it dices, it cleans up easily, and the vintage Chopomatic has somehow survived 30 plus years of infrequent use. But you know what? I can pull it out and lop a potato into constituent parts with a minimum muss or fuss. Yes, pod friends, the Ronco Chopomatic really is a housewife's dream. Now, like most young people at the time, I used to have a big collection of record albums going from Iron Maiden to Judas Priest, from Venom to Slayer, and my record albums suffered from the same problems that all heavy metal albums did. The Dark Lord, Satan. Well, that and, uh, you know, Dust and Static. And that's why I relied on... Introducing the amazing record vacuum by Ronco, the new stereo accessory that protects all your records. Simply insert your record into the record vacuum, turn it on, and your record rotates automatically, sweeping and vacuuming your records instantly. Now, I could have just wiped down my records with a soft cloth and accomplished the exact same thing for pennies. Yeah, of course I could, but the record vacuum plugged into the wall, and it made a worry noise. And by God, in the 70s and 80s, your gadgets had to plug in and make a fucking whir. Now, this next one, it's a personal favorite of mine, a device that I never owned, but deeply wish I had because it solves the most non-existent problem of all time, the culinary task of so simple that a child of five can master it with literally any kitchen utensil available. Do you scramble eggs like this? You never get a perfectly blended egg, and then there's the cleanup. But now there's the egg scrambler. It scrambles an egg while it's still in the shell. That's right. You pop your egg on a little spinning spike, it makes a whirring sound, and it scrambles your egg inside the shell. Isn't that great? As to that as you clean up part, well, you still need to put the egg in a bowl or a pan to actually cook it. You still get the same mess you were going to have if you just uh, used a whisk or a fork or even your fucking fingers to scramble your egg, which involves only breaking up your egg into some kind of even yellow slime. You could, if you wanted, even make a whirring sound while you scrambled your egg. But thanks to Ronco, you didn't have to. Now, back in the 70s, everybody smoked. You were literally given a pack of Winston's at birth. Well, with all that smoking like we did, the world smelled pretty bad. But never fear, Ronco had a product to solve that problem. Are you bothered by smoke from someone else's cigarette or cigar? Does smoke irritate your eyes? Put an end to this unpleasantness with the amazing new smokeless ashtray by Ronco. Quick aside, I can hear some of you asking, well, if the smoke bothered you, why did you let them smoke around you? I'll tell you why. Because in the 1970s, it was illegal to tell someone they couldn't smoke, just like you couldn't tell them they couldn't drink and drive and that they had to wear a fucking seatbelt. Now, I'm sure that you personally do not smoke or associate with a kind of human filth that would voluntarily kill themselves by inhaling burning leaves into their body. So you're probably not familiar with the mechanics of smoking. Much of the simple beauty of smoking a cigarette involves holding a perfect cylinder of soothing relaxation in your hands, lifting it up to your lips and drawing the full, rich flavor of the tobacco deep into your lungs, and then exhaling as a blissful rush of nicotine races through your veins, making all the world's problems fade, if only for a few seconds, into a bit of a background hum. Then, 
doing it again and again until the cigarette is finished and you can start another cigarette. The only time a cigarette is actually near an ashtray is for the second or two it takes to tip off the ash and then go back up to your lips. No one is going to light a cigarette and then just leave it in the ashtray despite what you saw in the movies in the 70s. So that little fan sucking the smoke out from the ashtray isn't really doing anything to clean the smoke from the air because most of that sweet, sweet, sweet smoke is nowhere near the tiny fan in the ashtray. Meaning all this ashtray is really accomplishing is, you guessed it, making a worrying noise. I owned a Ronco smokeless ashtray. My house thin as it does now smelled of Marlboros and sadness. Now this Ronco product directly inspired the podcast you're hearing now because I had one as a kid and it awakened in me a deep desire to have strangers hear my voice. And I love my Mr. Microphone. Mr. Microphone was a battery-powered, super short-range FM radio transmitter that you turned on and instantly were able to broadcast on any FM frequency. Except, yeah, no, it did not. First of all, it wasn't any frequency. It would only broadcast at the bottom of the FM dial, down in the 88 megahertz range or millihertz. I don't know the science. And you really literally had to be on top of the receiver for your signal to reach it. The blog RetroThing.com sums it up pretty well. Quote, the few times I used a Mr. Microphone, I remember it being a bit flaky. Legally speaking, these kind of devices had to be really short range. Can you imagine if your drunk uncle had the power to be on every radio in the neighborhood? Yes, actually, I absolutely can. And finding the exact frequency on your effort receiver could be pretty fiddly, unquote. Also, the cheap mic would blow out your voice, squeal with feedback, because if you were too close to the receiver, it would just scream, but if you were too far away, it wouldn't go at all. And it was just generally the kind of thing that made fucking noise, making it perfect for kids. Until your parents got sick of it, took it away from you, stripped out the batteries, and told you that you could only play with it when you were with your grandparents who gave you the goddamn thing in the first place. Sometimes... People wanted to get crafty and make their own arts and crafts, but maybe they also wanted a rug so small it could only be called the rug if you used it in a Barbie dream house and at the same time make the most painful repetitive actions imaginable hundreds, perhaps thousands of times before your tiny, tiny, shitty rug is finished. Well, Ronco definitely had that covered. With this incredible speed tufting tool, you can create beautiful loop pile rugs worth hundreds of dollars. And it works so easily, anyone can use it. Simply thread the tool with yarn or fabric and follow the pattern. It automatically advances and spaces its own stitches, making up to 200 loops a minute. These are just some of the many rugs and wall hangings you can make with the Ronco speed tufting tool. That's right, a loop rug making tool that required you to use a large, heavy needle to ram yarn through a thick backing by shoving that spike into the pattern and pushing down hard on the activator over and over again and then pulling it back through. It's guaranteed to cause repetitive stress injuries and make a tiny ass rug that no one would ever use. There were so many Ronco products, all of which primarily existed to make worrying noises while parting you from your money. There was the solid flavor injector, a device that lets you inject solid food into 
other solid food. The Ronco Pope Peel Automatic Pasta Maker, the Drain Buster, which whirled while it failed to clear your clogged drain. The Electric Food Dehydrator that took perfectly edible food and turned it into chunks of inedible plastic. There was the Cap Snaffler, which according to Ronco, snaffles the caps off any size jug, bottle, or jar, and it really works. Don't bother asking me what snaffling is. I do not know. And who could forget the Ronco Rhinestone Stud Setter? It changes everyday clothing into exciting fashions, and you don't have to spend a fortune. You know the Ronco Rhinestone Stud Setter. You just know it by the name of this. Don't be dull. Be dazzling. Now you can dazzle with a Be Dazzler, the exciting kit that can change your wardrobe from dull to daring. Look, this shirt sold for under $10. This dazzling shirt sells for over $100. But don't overpay. Now with a Be Dazzler, you can add glittering rhinestones and studs for a fraction of the cost. Another company literally licensed this technology from Ronco after Ronco stopped direct sales and then sold it to you for more money under that fucking annoying name and people bought it. That is why Ronco Peel is an American fucking institution. Oh, but pod friends, there was one product, one product that did something Nothing else did when it arrived on the scene, and it changed everything. GLH means great-looking hair. GLH instantly covers your bald spot, leaving you with great-looking hair. And ladies with thinning hair or bald spots, GLH solves the problem instantly. And the GLH hair system is not expensive. That's incredible. I've been getting harassing for being bald. I'm only a young man. No more dates without being called old man, but the babes are back. I would definitely... As a matter of fact, I want to order one year's supply of this. Applying GLH to yourself is so easy. Just spray on, then brush after using the finishing shield, and you're done. And with GLH, there's no problem with the rain. It's a phenomenal product. I highly recommend it. Now I, a virile male possessing a full head of naturally curly locks, have never had a need for GLH. But my father was quite bald by the time he was 30, so I have sympathies. So I will not mock the man in the world who tried this product. They are but victims of a cruel fate and do not deserve any abuse. But at the same time, the video component of this commercial shows exactly what GLH is doing. It is spray painting your scalp. You know that spray on snow that you can get to spray on your windows or your Christmas tree that makes it look as though you've taken some kind of white spray on substance and sprayed it on your windows or maybe your Christmas tree. Well, it's exactly like that, but for your head. Ronco claimed it sprayed hair-like fibers of the color of your natural hair onto your scalp that seamlessly blended your existing hair into the appearance of a full head of hair. But I assure you, pod friends, it looked like you sprayed some shit on your bald spot. Then you had to spray on the sealant that kept it from washing off in the rain. And that sealant, you know what else it did? It kept that paint on your scalp from coming off in the shower unless you use the sealant remover, 
which then turned your shower into an explosion of whatever color fake hair paint you used on your head. And God help you if you forgot to use the sealant and it, your hair did get wet because it would streak and run down your head as the paint washed away instantly. It happened often enough that I personally witnessed it in the 1980s and 90s, and you've all seen something basically like it as Rudy Giuliani's head paint sweated right off his head while he raved about Trump still being president. Ronco sold half a million cans of spray paint for your head, and that is the legacy of Ron Popeil. He literally convinced America to paint their ball spots and pay him for the privilege of painting their own ball spot. And it gave the world this beautiful moment in radio history. I just noticed something that in one of your interviews with John Candy, I believe, it looked like an older interview, you had less hair than you have today. How do you explain that? I uh, don't wear a wig, sir. Paint your bald spot? What bald spot? You paint your bald spot? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows. You paint your bald spot? I don't have a bald spot. How come you had less hair on the tape? Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day. You By the way, something. What do you care? Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Paint your bald spot? You're sick. <laughs> Honest to God, that few seconds of audio was worth every dollar that Ron Popeil made from his shitty, shitty products. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That is it for our show this week. Now, I would have gotten around to Ron Popeil eventually because he was a fixture of my childhood. But his sad death while I was wrapping up the show script for last week reminded me that there's content in them there obits. So I bumped back some scheduled shows to slide old Ron into your feed while the memories of his passage to the great state fair in the sky were still fresh in your minds. Honestly, though, Ronco Pocket Fisherman was fun as hell to use. You didn't catch any fish, at least no fish larger than six ounces, but fun anyway. Speaking of tiny fish in big ponds, rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast. It helps others find the show, listen to it, and then throw it back because it's too small. All of my lies about the size of my fish are on the social at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter and the show name on Facebook. And all of our dead goldfish are flushed down the toilet at whatthehellpodcast.com. If you'd like to kick us a buck for our fresh guppies, at Pat- you can go to patreon.com slash whatthehellpodcast and we'll give you a free Dave Co. crab juicer. You just pay shipping and handling. 
And we're a proud member of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network who would like us to remind you that we don't have crab juicers and pray to God they do not actually exist. So for me, Dave, set it and forget it, Bledsoe. Producer, act now before supplies run out. Gavin and all the fictional spray-painted ball men on the show, we want to say call us now because operators are standing. Bye. We'll see you all next week. What the hell were you thinking stars Dave Bledsoe and features Gavin St. James and several fictional minions. The show is produced by Kimberly Steele and a part of the Seltzer Kings Podcast Network. You can find more information on the show on their website, whatthehellpodcast.com, or on Twitter at thehell underscore podcast, or on Facebook as What The Hell Podcast. Thanks for listening. I have no ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.